I'm Chris Turner, and this is Tapestries Empowered to Connect podcast. Once again, joining me on the podcast are Ryan and Kayla North. Hi, guys. Hello, Chris. Hey, Chris. I wanted to continue our discussion from the last episode on providing a safe and structured environment for our kids and why that's important as an empowering principle. And we talked a lot about the issue of felt safety last time, but the thing we didn't really have time to touch on was a structured environment and why that's important. So let's talk about that. I think one thing that uh, that's really good for our kids is providing a bit of predictability. Mm. I think that adds to that felt safety that we were talking about. Um, when we provide predictability and routine for our kids, it helps them to feel like things are not quite as chaotic. Mm. Right? So when we have things that are recurring that happen about the same time, we have a similar bedtime, we have similar morning routines, um, just kind of getting into those rhythms and those routines really helps our kids to feel safe because they know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. I think when things are not how they normally are, so if we have an off day, mm-hmm. our kids can be kind of annoying in the, what's going? what are we doing next? What are we doing next? Mm-hmm. Like if we have a day, you know, so we homeschool and most of our days are pretty predictable. We do the same kinds of things. We have certain therapies on certain days and we have certain... You know, we have a co-op on one day and, you know, all these different things that kind of, even though the days aren't the same, the week is predictable Mm -hmm. generally. But then we have a day like tomorrow, my grandmother is in town and she's coming over tomorrow during our school day. Uh, And so I could already feel the anxiety with the kids. mm -hmm. When I told them that, they're like, well, how are we going to get all our schoolwork done? What time Mm -hmm. is she coming over? When is it? I mean, they had all these questions. Because all of a sudden their normally predictable scheduled day is looking a little unpredictable. Right. I mean, my oldest actually set his alarm for like 630 because he was so afraid that he wasn't going to get all the schoolwork done hmm. before she got here at like 1030 or something. So he wants to make sure he has plenty of time. And I was like, but your brain's not even going to function at 630 <laughs> to do schoolwork. I'm going to have to come and turn your alarm off because you're not even going to hear it, you know. And he's like, but I got to make sure I do it, you know, because that sense of predictability, they need that. Mm-hmm. They need to have that predictability in their schedule. Um, and so when the day is not normal, it kind of, there's this anxiety, right? They don't feel like. They don't feel safe. They don't feel safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I hadn't heard about this conversation that you had with him. And the whole time that you were telling that story, I wasn't thinking oh, the predictability is off. What I was thinking is, wow, we've had such a predictable environment in this home for so long now that he now has made a self-regulatory decision and he has decided that he is going to set his alarm clock for 6.30 and he is going to get up and he is going to take care of his schoolwork because he doesn't want his day to be unraveled. And so you're telling telling that story about how this is an example of how it's created, created anxiety in him, and I agree, it has created anxiety in him, but because he has had a consistent, predictable, safe environment for a decade now, it hasn't caused him to just melt. 
Mm. Right. And, and he hasn't fallen to pieces. He's like risen to the challenge. And so oh, that's a good as, as his yeah. dad's sitting here hearing that story for the first time, I'm like really kind of proud. And I realize that that kind of knocks a little bit of the steam out of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Chris will bring it back. So. No, I think, that's a, I think that's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting perspective. Like what I thought of as, oh my gosh, he's like freaking out that the day's not going to be right. Mm-hmm. That is. I mean, he's he's developed okay, I've got the skills to do what it takes to make my day not unravel. And mm. that's what he was doing. He was setting, I mean, he just set his own alarm clock. Um, An overnight success, a decade in the making. Yes, that's right. there you go. I, I, like I mean, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think that's good because I think for some of our other kids, tomorrow might unravel mm. for them. Yeah, you there's know? no doubt about that. I think they're going to wake up in the morning unraveling a I'll couple of I'll be working late. because i do think that they are prone to unraveling faster when things are not Mm. normal Mm -hmm. it's harder to get them to focus on a task it's harder to get them to sit still it's harder to get them to even just be kind to one another sometimes when our days are off and not the routine so so when we have a day like that that pops up where our normal routines or, or schedules, I guess is a better word to use there, are interrupted. What's a good way to help manage the transition to maybe lessen the anxiety that they're going to be feeling? I think just being upfront and honest. I've heard some parents say, um, well, I don't tell them we're doing anything until a minute before it happens because I know they're going to stress out about it and like it's just going to unravel, right? Mm. But I tend to go on the side of, I'm going to tell you. Now, I'm not going to tell you two weeks in advance. Mm. I'm not, maybe not even going to tell you two days in advance. I might wait till the day before, but I need to give my kids time to process Mm. it and figure out what it's going to look like. And I I need to give them as much information as I can. I think Mm. it's a really great point. Yeah. Really, really great point that giving them time to process. And that's, you know, something that we come back to a lot. Um, is that you need to be the world's leading expert in your children um, because there isn't one size fits all, right? Our kids process things at different speeds. They respond to things in different ways, you know, um, and, and they deal with challenges in different ways. And so, you know, um, our eight-year-old daughter probably has the hardest time when Kayla or I travel either separately or together. And last year we, we w- took to telling her the day before um, or maybe even two days before depending on how early we're traveling in the morning but letting her know hey mom and dad are going to Nashville we'll be gone for three days and she's like but I'll miss you I I know honey but let's just make the best out of today and let's have a really fun day and she processes it she comes to terms with it she understands it and so when the event actually happens she's played the event out in her mind enough that it is it, it is not as rocking to her world as it might have been Mm -hmm. because what we've done is even with a transitional time that takes her mom and or her dad from her for a few days, uh, she's able to deal with that because um, she knew in advance, right? The event doesn't surprise her, even though it's not something she likes. It was predictable. Mm -hmm. It was predicted, should I rather say. So that sense of predictability helps so much with the kids. And, And it's not just in big things like the whole like the whole day is going to be different tomorrow because Kayla's grandmother's in town is going to come over and, and see the kids and hang out with Kayla and have lunch. So she'll be here for a while. And so 
it's not like you can just go, well, it's like having a long recess. Like, you know, half of the school day is going to be gone tomorrow at least. Mm. So, you know, that has to be made up, but the kids know that in advance and they have to process it. But even for small things, right? So um, if your house is anything like ours, then the television um, or any kind of screen, um, because, you know, Amazon didn't do us any favors by making tablets um, $49, (laughs) sometimes $39, depending if you can get them on the right sale. Um, So everybody has one of those at our house, and they love the, the old screen time. And when you tell them, hey, you know, the mistake we've made many times, and I'm sure other people make too, is, hey, turn your device off, it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. That's not predictable. Right. Right, that's that's a surprise. Yeah. Even though they're hungry, um, <laughs> even though it's it. dark outside, <laughs> right, it's still a surprise. So, um, you know, something as simple as, hey, guys, we're going to eat in five minutes, five-minute warning. Mm-hmm. And Kayla does one of my favorite things here is that she knows they're going to ask for a compromise, so she gives them a... Um, a ten minute, a five minute warning. When it's ten minutes ago, when they ask for the compromise, we still get five more minutes. Yeah, we still they would still add, you know, we still land where we wanted to land. Right. Um, and that's that's a good way to that's manage. That's on a good day when I remember yeah. early enough. Yeah, I mean, because that that's just managing that transition for the kid because managing transitions well is a way to create predictability, which in turn is a way to create an environment of felt safety, which then in turn is a way for the children to help to learn to regulate themselves, have better emotional responses, better relationships, move from fear to trust. And sometimes we get so short-sighted because we see the problem that's in front of us that we can't see the top of the mountain. And when you kind of like timeline it out like that, well, by giving them a five-minute warning, transitioning from one event to another, will eventually one day move them from fear to trust. Mm Mm-hmm. Most of us are just in the weeds so bad, like Kayla said, on a good day when I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're honest, those probably happen half the time for most of us because sometimes we're still just stuck in the weeds, right? And so, um, yeah, creating that sense of predictability by managing transitions well is absolutely crucial in creating a, an environment of felt safety for the kids in the home. And I think for most moms that I talk to, when they're kind of scheduling their day, most moms seem to like to have a predictable time where you eat breakfast, a predictable lunch time, nap time, all those kinds of things. But then every once in a while, I run into somebody who is just like, we just kind of go with whatever, you know. And those families tend to be the ones where the kids have more behaviors Mm. that are frustrating the parents. Because I think for those kids, there's not a lot of structure and not a lot of routine. And mm-hmm. so, because that's just the natural bent of the parents to just kind of do um, kind of whatever feels right at the moment. You know, right. we're going ha- to eat whenever we get up and get started, you know. And I think if you don't have kids from hard places, that can work. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's... Um, I think a lot of families can function like that, no problem. But when you have kids from hard places, I think it makes it especially important because they have come from chaos. Mm. And so that chaos can be, um, that chaos can be stressful to them and the inconsistency can be stressful to them. And that easygoing kind of 
whatever comes next feel, doing what's right might not seem chaotic to us who right. might feel that way right but to that child it yes. just looks like you don't know what you're doing and right. that's or you a, don't care that's not a trust or, issue right yeah, yeah I, I can't trust this adult either because they really don't you know there's no they don't they don't know to put it in the words of there's no structure but that's what they're looking that's for. what they're looking for yeah because yeah. they they're tired of the chaos right it's like it's like the weighted blanket thing mm-hmm when we first learned about these things, I thought, because for me... Right, um, you, you, you don't need one, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm so opposed to having things on top of me when I'm sleeping that I, like e- most nights, even in winter, lay on top of the covers um, <laughs> in bed. And so this idea of putting something that actually has some some density and, and, and mass to it on top of you to make you sleep... It's going to hold you down even yeah, more, Yeah, it's right? terrifying to me. <laughs> but... That sense of security that it provides to the kid who needs that 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 proprioceptive input mm-hmm. is amazing, right? And so, structure in a house for our kids is the same thing. It's like the weighted blanket, because that structure is nurturing to them. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, 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 that sense of, of felt safety and security around knowing that there's structure. And we have these parents who think, well, if we can just have these, you know, Kayla, Kayla mentioned, because we work with people all the time, right? And they have this idea that if, if, if I can just make the home fun enough and loosey-goosey enough, the kids will like, you know, that, that'll feel good to the kids. Mm-hmm. And they will feel, and, and they try to build the felt safety through that route. Right. And, it, you know, I don't get I, in trouble with anybody. It's a fool's errand, right? Because they, they've believed the lie that the opposite of structure is nurture. Mm. And that's just not true. The opposite of structure is chaos. Well, I think some people also hear the word structure and think, you know, oh, it's going to be like boot camp. You know, yeah. where you have to be a drill sergeant. You wake up at six a.m. You have breakfast right. at seven a.m. You were doing PT at eight a.m. You know, and it's like that. And some kids might actually need that level of structure, but that's not really what we're talking about no, here. No. We just need to offer our kids some form of predictability, right? On a because daily if basis. if one morning your kids wake up and you want them to get dressed, brush their teeth, make their bed before they come to the kitchen for breakfast, and then the next morning. You want them to come eat breakfast as soon as they wake up, and then they can go back. I mean, that's not predictable. So mm-hmm. if we if we kind of have the predictability of, okay, this is what we do, it may not be the exact same time because we have to get up way earlier during the week because we have one that goes to public school and gets on the bus really early. Mm-hmm. And so the house starts waking up a lot earlier during the week. But on the weekends, we sleep in a little bit. Yeah. You know, We're able to sleep in. So it doesn't mean that every morning we eat breakfast at 7.30. What it means is we eat breakfast in our pajamas. Mm. And then... Within 30 minutes of getting out of bed. Within about half an hour of (laughs) everybody waking up, right? And that's okay, you know? And on school days, we eat breakfast and then we do Bible. Now, sometimes we've had a late night or whatever. And so sometimes we eat breakfast at 8.30 and we start our Bible study at 9 o'clock. And other mornings, like this morning... Well, everybody woke up early this morning for mm. some reason. Everybody was out, uh, out of bed by like 7.15, which is not really normal for us. And so we were starting Bible by 8 o'clock this morning, you mm. know. And so it doesn't mean that we start everything at the same time every day or if we do everything. We have a fairly consistent time that we eat lunch every day. We try and have a fairly consistent dinner time every day. But I don't think structure means drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's scheduling about, everything. It's more it, about a routine. It's more about the ritual of yes. how you're doing things than it is the time that you're doing those absolutely. things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that word ritual that you use there. I mean, I like that a lot. Well, that's what it really is, right? It's a ritual. Right. You're, we're coming downstairs within a half hour of waking up in our pajamas and we're eating breakfast. That doesn't have a time attached to it or, yeah. a, or a time schedule. Like we're all eating breakfast within 30 minutes, you know? Right. No, no, I, I really like that so because I think the, we would usually describe that as a routine. Right. But I like the word family, like it's a family ritual. It's, right. it's part of the rhythm of our family. Of your house, right. Yeah. yeah no, I, no, I like that a lot because it, it, is, it is true because... We probably have a couple of kids that could do really well with the breakfast is between seven and seven thirty a.m. kind of thing, but but they don't they don't do poorly with the ritual of the household. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that Kayla does, speaking about rituals and routines, is um, and and sometimes I tease her for this, but she has um, like an actual physical year planner. Mm-hmm. Remember those? Yes, with paper. You write in them. Right. Okay. I like them. No, I know. Um, I like the pretty ones too. Well, and but you know what? There are more and more studies coming out sh- that mm-hmm. basically say writing stuff on paper helps, helps, you helps you remember it better than just you know tapping it into the mm-hmm. calendar on yeah. your phone. Yep, For sure. no, no doubt. But, so. but there's another positive about that is that she has decided to leave it open on the counter in the kitchen. And the children, I see them, they walk by, they peep at it, they know what's going on this week, they know what's coming. Mm. And so it's not like we sit down and every Sunday night we have a family meeting and tell everybody to take out their calendars and put the important stuff down. It just sits on the counter in our house and they walk by and just kind of absorb what's going on as they transition by, which really, really calms um, their anxiety because now they know, okay, well, tomorrow this is happening and the day after this is happening and then dad's going here and then mom's going here and then we're all going here together and, oh, there's a birthday party and all of those things. And, I mean, it sounds like such a small thing as it comes out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And I guess it really is. It's a small thing to you, but not necessarily to your kids. Not necessarily right? to them. So the good news for parents is you don't have to move heaven and earth to create predictability. You just have to do these small little things mm-hmm. because they go a long, long way. Um, with our kids, you know, we have some pretty anxious kids who just really have these um, big fear responses to things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Like they just, it, it just events kind of just stress them out. But knowing that there's a, again, a, r- a rhythm to how we do things and knowing that practice is this day, recital is this day and all those things and they kind of get into the rhythm of all of that has really kind of helped calm things overall in our house. Anybody who knows me knows my favorite sport in the world, soccer. Because it, it appears when you watch it just to be 11 people on a team kicking a ball around and have all these individual styles and stuff. But it really is very structured when you practice the game because it takes a lot of intense, structured work to make it look like we're dancing with a ball. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so structure... Even in, in things that appear to just be um, fly by the seat of your pants, which soccer can appear to be, there's a lot that went into making it appear that smooth. Right. And I think that when I was younger, I undervalued structure because I wanted to be thought of somebody who could fly by the seat of his pants and pull rabbits out of hats. Mm-hmm. But, but the reality of that is that even when you are in a situation when it appears like you pulled the rabbit out of your hat, there was a lot of work that went into it, make it went into making it appear that way. And I think that's important for our kids is that we have to realize that 
there's a lot of work that goes into creating um, the predictable environment where they feel safe. And I know I have parents tell us, well, I'm, I'm not a person who's driven by schedules. And I will quote the great Karen Purvis. Get over it. You're the parent. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the one who has to travel the greater distance in establishing the trust here is mom and dad, not, not the child that comes from yeah. trauma. Mm-hmm. And it is. It's our, it's our responsibility as a parent to help our kids feel safe. And so giving them a predictable schedule, giving them routines and rhythms that kind of uh, family rituals, I like all those words, those are words, routines, rhythms, rituals, those all kind of help our kids to feel safe in our home. And like talking about the schedule, some of our kids could care less. They are just, whatever, tell me where to go next. Mm-hmm. Tell me what to do next. It doesn't really matter. And then other felt safety. ones. They have felt safety. They do. <laughs> they, they feel, they are perfectly fine with me just directing them. It's time to get in the car now. Oh, where are we going? You know, but they just, they could care less. Yep. And then have others who wake up in the morning and go directly for my planner and mentally take note of what we have to do and ask questions about anything that they see on the calendar mm. that looks out of the ordinary. Well, why aren't we doing this? Don't we normally do this on Mondays, mm. you know, or whatever. And they need that predictability. Um, I have some that will actually put it on their own calendars mm. when things are happening. And then I have to make sure and remind, you know, if something changes, I have to go, hey, just so you know, this was canceled and here's why this was canceled. And as long as I give them the information, right. they can handle it. But if they're surprised by it, yep. so if there was something they were looking forward to and I just, oh, yeah, that's not happening because whatever, mm. you know, it got rained out. And then they're devastated and our kids have a hard time with disappointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so if I can give them as much information and they can, you know, we even have like a, we have a dry erase calendar on the side of the fridge mm-hmm. and that dry erase calendar allows them to count down the days until certain things are mm-hmm. happening. Um, so we have one that has a birthday party coming up and he is counting down the days <laughs> until the birthday party. Um, and so having that calendar, he can say, okay, where's today? And then he can count that down versus the, you know, I have the hourly planner that tells all the hours of the day, what we're going to do. And others of my kids that makes them feel safe because they can go, okay, so at three 30, we have to be done with school so that we can get to this at four 30 or whatever. So. And going back to something Ryan said about that earlier, you know, it's different for every kid like, yeah. like that you just gave some examples of. I know in, yeah. in our house, we have one kid. Managing transitions was a big game changer for us with mm-hmm. him. And he doesn't necessarily need the the hourly schedule kind of heads up, but just like the day before, oh, hey, am I a bus rider tomorrow? Because he goes to public school, but right. there are some days he rides a bus to an after school care. And some days when I pick him up because he's on a swim team. Yeah. And so depending on when swim team practices are, they're pretty close to, you know, after, after school lets out. And so he just kind of needs that reminder, like the night before or the day before, Oh, Hey, you know, my bus rider tomorrow. Yeah, buddy, you're a bus rider tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. And that just helps, you know, yep. the next morning when he's going off of school, lessen any anxiety he might be yeah. having because he already knows what to expect at the end of the school day. Yeah. You know what's happening next, so yeah, it creates the predictability that he needs to feel safe, right? So you know whatever works for your family. Again, do the detective work with mm-hmm. your kid to yeah. figure out what's going to work best for them. Absolutely. 
Well, guys, thanks so much for helping uh, close the loop there on felt safety and structure. Absolutely. You're welcome, Christopher. If you have a question for us, and yes, we are looking for questions for a future listener question episode, you can tweet one to us at Tapestry IBC. If you require a bit more room than the 140 characters Twitter limits you to, you can email us at tapestry at irvingbible.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Tapestry IBC. You can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or the Google Play Store. Just search for Tapestry Adoption Podcast. If you have enjoyed and gotten value from this podcast, we would appreciate a review in either location. Empowered to Connect is the training and support community of Tapestry, the adoption and foster care ministry of Irving Bible Church in Irving, Texas. You can check the show notes for relevant links from this episode and find more resources on our website, tapestryministry.org. Thank you for listening. 